Welcome to the Baseball Insiders, the only podcast about the GM meetings that does not currently have the norovirus. I'm Adam Weiner, alongside fanside it's MLB insider Robert Murray, who was on the scene in Scottsdale this week, ready to clue us in on what he learned, ready to answer your questions. So keep them coming in the comments. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And thanks for joining me, Robert, to talk us through a whirlwind start to the offseason. Yeah, it has been a whirlwind start to the offseason for many. Uh, for some, it's even been crappy. Uh, there was a lot of uh, – there was a, a, an illness going around the GM meetings, and it was not good. It affected in upwards of like 50 executives. I'm not kidding you. Like this is a legit story. I was at the bar – at the uh, the GM meetings bar last night, and I was talking with different agents and executives, and I saw one that I know and just wanted to say hi shook his hand and started talking for like 20 minutes and asked him how his like how his GM's meeting or GM meetings has been. And he's like, bro, I've been sick this entire time. And at this point, like I would have thought it was like a, like a food poisoning kind of thing. And it turns out it was actually like a viral kind of virus. So I'm hope I'm, I'm not sick today. Thank goodness. But I might not be out of the woods, but um, he said it was a long 24 hours to say the least. And, uh, I don't want to get into detail, but it, it did not sound like a good time. Uh, but I did learn a lot at the GM meetings, and I will be sharing it all today. And I can't wait to do so. Adam Weiner, how you doing, my friend? I am good. And unfortunately, this joker who had the 24 hours of illness shook your hand, like physically used his hand to touch your hand because I, yep. I don't know, man. Yeah, and it was uh, – yeah, I felt bad. I mean, I, I made sure when I got home and – that I washed my hands extra good. I even hopped in the shower for good measure. Um, but yeah, not not great. And there was plenty of other people in baseball that I know that it affected too. And um, I mean, like another thing too is like the GM meeting. Like I want to clarify this: the GM meetings technically didn't get canceled. Yes. Um, what it was is like the GM meetings were basically Tuesday and Wednesday, and then Thursday, which is today, um, was just the agents going over by the Major League Baseball Players Association's office um, to like go over like labor stuff and a lot of other, a lot of other things. And, uh, teams and agents weren't really going to gather today. Uh, so I don't think anything necessarily got canceled. It was easy to pull the plug, especially with so many lieutenants laid up with whatever this nasty, uh, disgusting bug was, but we are here. We are live. We got a lot to discuss that is not intestinal distress related. Uh, <laughs> managers change a manager who we've been eyeing all off season went to a team that didn't have a managerial opening. And that was just the start of it. So thanks for hanging out with us in the comment section, uh, three 30 Eastern time, as always, same spot you're used to. If you're not in the discord, if you're not a YouTube member, Join us there. Robert did great work there this week, keeping everybody informed, keeping me on my toes. Uh, and we had some new people join us in the Discord last week. It really perked things up in there for sure. So get your questions in between shows there or in the comment section here today on the stream. Of course, we're going to be answering a lot of your questions as the show goes on. And that show today is sponsored by Bet365, which got a new offer in for baseball fans ahead of the postseason. Still active today. Congrats to the world champion. Texas Rangers. New users who register with our code BASEBALLIN are now eligible to receive $150 in bonus bets. All you have to do is deposit $10 and place a $5 wager on any game. Once that first bet settles, you will receive $150 in bonus bets, even if you lose. Just make sure to use the code BASEBALLIN when you sign up. By using that code, you not only receive the $150 in bonuses, you will also be directly supporting the podcast. So if you haven't signed up for Bet365, 
Join with the code baseball in and place that first bet. This offer is available to new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. I love saying podcasts for some reason. I don't know why getting a lot of joy out of it. Uh, and we just had someone become a member of the Discord. Vivek joined the Discord during this podcast, uh, potentially because I just said that or because you just thought it was a great idea. Either way, you're right. Thanks for joining us. It's a perfect time, and it's only going to get more fun as November and December continue. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'll even say this, not to cut you off, Adam, is oh. I there are times where I'll be dropping exclusive stuff in there. Um, I have also teased the scoop that I am hoping to report uh, at some point soon um, in regards to the angels managerial search and what that looked like. Um, and there, there, I'll tell you, there was a mystery candidate. Um, I'll, I'll give you that much. And I think he was under serious consideration. Uh, that's what I've been teasing in the discord for uh, like three or four days now. Or I don't know. I can't remember how long it's been. Everything blends in together, but I've been teasing that. And there's been plenty of other stuff that I've teased. So I would highly recommend to join the discord because you will be the most informed fan in baseball. If you do, you, you will, you, you simply will. Um, and, and you viewers today's show will be pretty informed after we're done too. Cause I know Robert's going to start by just sort of emptying the notebook with the very open-ended prompt of what you learned at the GM meetings. Um, obviously some teams were more active than others. The Chicago Cubs made a powerful statement. The Brewers got plundered and, and potentially ended up on the opposite side of things. I feel like, uh, those are the teams that I thought most about this week, but I don't know who set up you feel like to be really active in the coming weeks and months. I heard uh, as an outsider, I think I read that just teams are already more optimistic that significant trades will be struck sooner this year rather than later, especially because the free agent market may be not quite as overwhelming, doesn't have an Aaron Judge. Uh, well, it has Shoei Otani, but, uh, you know, whatever. Um, but I, I did hear sort of a rumor that people were optimistic on the trade market being very active. I'm wondering uh, what you stumbled into during your time on the ground. Yeah, there's a, a lot of different things that I stumbled upon in uh, at the GM meetings here. And the first thing I noticed was that the starting pitching market is going to be incredibly active. And you talk to agents you talk to different teams and there's a lot of these teams that are not only eyeing one starting pitcher but they're eyeing two of them and i think if you look at that you're probably looking at the st louis cardinals right off the bat and i know they have in fact been poking around in the starting pitching market already um john mozalak uh told me that it might be a little difficult to add two frontline starting pitchers but i would expect them to add one and then go from there. And I'll give you a name to keep an eye on as far as a trade market for them is Alec Manoa. He is, um, I think there's a, there's a, a real fit there between the Blue Jays and the Cardinals as far as a potential move. And there's obvious familiarity with, between those two teams, they made two trades last year and it would not surprise me if they ended up doing a deal again. Uh, but I think Manoa is a name to watch for sure, especially as he looks like a prime change of scenery candidate. Um, because he was just his struggles last year were were something else, um, but other teams that could make sense to add two starting pitchers. I think you look at the Dodgers; um, they seem primed to do so, and I think the Angels make sense as a team that could do that as well, because uh, they seemingly always need starting pitching. But it, everything that I have gathered is that it is going to be a very active market for starting pitching. And as far as the Brewers, 
they could really shake this up here. Uh, they hold keys. They all, I mean, they have Corbin Burns, who if they made available would be the instant best starting pitcher on the market. Um, I mean, you can, some people can make the argument for Blake Snell. They can make the argument for other others as well, like Yamamoto, but Burns is like a, he's a legit superstar. And I think the Brewers could get an astronomical haul um, in return for him, especially since um, I don't think they're going to end up being able to re-sign him as a free agent, especially with him being represented by Scott Boris. I think they would be really smart to look at um, a potential trade for Burns and get something in return before he leaves. Another guy that could make sense would be Freddie Peralta. He is signed. He's like a, a very toolsy pitcher, and he is someone when he is right, there are not many pitchers who are better and more talented. He's just he's extremely talented. Signed for really cheap, so the Brewers could get something. I think pretty good in return for him. Seems like they're open on anyone and everyone. I don't know if they would trade Christian Yelich, but it seems like they're open for business. I know Ken Rosenthal has been all over it, mm-hmm. and he's been exactly right with that. I think the Brewers are certainly a team to watch. And I will give you two more, Adam, before I'll, I'll throw it back to you. I would not be surprised at all if this was the offseason the White Sox traded Dylan Sees. I think the interest is really going to be there. I think he's certainly a name to watch. Um, and another one, too, that I think will be moved is Tyler Glasnow. Uh, the Rays do intend on listening uh, to Glasnow. They, list, they listen on all their players. I want to give that caveat, but he's making $25 million this year, and he is a player that is going to garner interest. Um, I think there's a I think there's a real shot he's moved this winter. And, yeah, the Rays, yeah, I, I think that's going to end up being one to watch. And there's going to be plenty of more coming here. But I'll tell you, the uh, the one, the big shocker here was Council going to the Cubs. That was not on my radar. Usually I have a pretty good idea of stuff that's coming. I uh, I did not see that coming until about 15 minutes beforehand. I had someone text me because I asked somebody if it was Council or if uh, I asked somebody what Council's plans were. And his response was Cubs. And I responded with three cl- crying laughter emojis because I thought it was a joke. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, um, I should have checked on that. But that was a shocker. Cubs have wanted him for they, – they, the Cubs really just – they have loved Council from afar. Council, I mean, he's obviously very familiar with, with Wrigley and Chicago and what that organization is all about. It's close to home for him as well. And I think that was really important for him. and made a lot of sense. I feel bad for the reaction from Milwaukee fans. I'll tell you, <laughs> I w- there's so much I know about this that I want to say. I can't say it, but I will I will say this. It Council is not the person to blame here. He is there's other others that deserve the blame and not Council. Um I'll leave it at that. Yeah, it certainly seems that way from you know an outsider's perspective as well. You learn what you learn, and and who's going to turn down uh, the deal that he was ultimately able to get from Chicago, which it does sound like he sought out. Though it does sound like Chicago, like you said, was a preference all along. I think David Stearns really hinted at the same thing too. Said, "Hey, that's you know what he wanted. You know, we we thought we had a chance. Ultimately, he went out and looked for something else." and that's, yep. I think, the surprise for everybody. We, we all know, hey, any manager can go anywhere. Job could be occupied. Job could be free. But the fact that he went and found Chicago does make me think, oh, boy, he, uh, he you know, remember when we were weighing Milwaukee versus New York? Like, we should not have been doing that. No, no. And I'll, I'll tell you, like, I, I had somebody who was, who was worked with Council 
text me out of the blue and say that it was the biggest wait can i am i allowed to drop f-bombs on here no, I'll, I'll just so. i'll i'll bleep it out i'll just say it's the biggest f you uh to the brewers in team history and uh it was it was a shocking move it was something that not many people saw coming and i will say as far as the, like even like i because i talked to both jed hoyer and matt arnold after this and jed hoyer was like when he was talking to Craig Council at this undisclosed location, they, he didn't even know if Council was serious about this. Like he had to keep some things close to the vest. He obviously had to share like what their plans were, but he was guarded as far as much or as how much he said, just because he didn't know if he was serious. And obviously, or he was talking with a division rival uh, manager. Um, but obviously, Council was very serious. Made him the highest paid manager in baseball and baseball history. And now the Brewers are tasked with replacing him. I know Matt Arnold said that Pat Murphy is in very real consideration for that job. I'm gonna. I'm guessing he does not get that job. My guess is he goes to Chicago and reunites with Council there. I don't necessarily know um, who the Brewers will go with. I do like. I think Don Mattingly is someone they're intrigued by for sure. Um, but also like. I have not seen this name publicly, but I have spent my fair share of time around that organization covering the team for the, for the athletic. Um, I, I, Walker McKinnon, he is one of their analytics guys. He's a strategist and someone that organization is extremely high on and they valued his insight and he's a key cog in what they do. I wondered if they would do it. I don't know if they will. Um, but perhaps he's a name to watch uh, as a possible like surprise candidate. Um, I don't know that for sure, but they're going to have to get this one right because they are possibly facing a gigantic rebuild here. If they do move Burns and Adamas or some of these other guys as well. well. That's the thing I noted, like, look, I'm jotting stuff down as it happens. And when council bolts, I'm like, man, how bummed are they that Steven vote went to the guardians earlier in the day. And they didn't even really get the chance to make a move on that because you know, council was gone so quickly, but now mm-hmm. that we know what we know, like the rebuild does, it feels like lengthy rebuild is more likely than trying to get things back on track. Burns has been mentioned. You mentioned Peralta. Ken Rosenthal noted Devin Williams is approaching the similar time in his career the to when John Peter got dealt. Yeah. I, I mean, Yelich, even Willie Adamas, of course, you and I have sort of mentioned Burns and Adamas as the Dodgers dream for a long time now. And I don't think that probably hasn't changed much. I mean, the, just going to the comments briefly, MC Lee is asking what return could Burns get. And Ethan is asking about non-tendering Brandon Woodruff, which certainly seems possible because Woodruff's going to miss this whole season. It's going to take some sort of weird two-year deal like what the Dodgers keep doing with Blake Trinan. And you'll, you won't get him for this year. It'll be like the Canely contracts that they kept giving out when it was like, rehab on our dime and we'll see you next season um god i'm i feel like not a single thing is tied down to the brewers right now beyond like freelich and garrett mitchell yeah i'll tell you it is it is it, it's a tough time in milwaukee right now and like it's it's something that is going to be truly fascinating to see what exactly they do because they went from i mean being continual like in the playoff conversation they were one win away for one game away from the world series. What was it in 2018 have mm-hmm. been contending ever since. And now they're facing a huge rebuild. If they do end up moving burns, if they end up moving Devin Williams, if they move up end up moving some of these other guys, 
I think it's something they absolutely have to explore. And if you move Burns, I don't necessarily know what the overall trade package is going to look like, but um, I know how much the demand is for starting pitching right now. And a full season of Corbin Burns, who is one of the best pitchers in baseball, um, I think they could end up getting a, a, per, a pretty good haul. I, I'm hesitant to say exactly what I'm thinking because I, I genuinely don't know. Um, just because the value in starting pitching right now is, I don't know if it's ever been higher. Um, so the Brewers could do well there. That's why I think they'd be smart to listen on Friday Peralta. Um, I mean, they, <laughs> as far as the Woodruff conversation, it's interesting. He he's a really talented right-hander. Um, he's a really strong number two option, and he's probably not going to pitch this year. And do you? non-tender him and make him a free agent do you offer him a two-year deal i don't necessarily know what i would do there but um boy that's a really difficult question for matt arnold to have to answer in that front office um i don't know what they'll do my guess is they try to keep him and then maybe i mean maybe there's some team that tries to trade for him in, in hopes of keeping him for 2025 and beyond i don't know but um Certainly a fascinating one to watch and just one of the many questions the Brewers have to answer right now. And and what might be their most important and franchise-defining offseason in quite a long time. And an exceedingly ill-timed Woodruff injury, no matter what happens, because that would have been another easy one to just drop in the trade bucket. And now we have to you know, mm-hmm. do some weird math on future contracts. The other moment that stood out to me from the GM meetings, of course – was Brian Cashman screaming at everyone <laughs> and cursing? Uh, were you there? Did you? Did any of the residual spittle hit you on the head when you were in the cafeteria? I, I mean, I know we saw Heyman there. Um, he probably loved that. I think I would have loved being there as well. But what, what the what the hell is? Uh, can I say the f word? Um, what the uh, fuck is that team up to at this point in time? Your guess is as good as mine. That was, it was, I was there, I was listening to it. And that was a really just an odd press conference. And I don't know what to make of it at all, but it seems like the Yankees have felt like they've been behind other organizations, especially in that division for quite a while. And I mean, between that press conference, the supposed now new emphasis on bunting and all that, all that other stuff, it's, it's just really confusing. And, and I wonder too, cause it's like, there's been, I mean, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's, he threw out comments that Aaron judge told him privately, right. About RBI and batting average. Am I making that up or no? Yeah. I think I might've been Steinbrenner who did that, but they pressed him on what, you know, stats, what numbers would judge prefer to emphasize. That's what he said. Boone. He said, Hal Steinbrenner said, Boone says bunting is having a, is making a comeback. And so we're going to start teaching bunting again. Uh, they said they have the smallest analytics team in the AL East, which is A, not a flex, and B, doesn't seem to be true. Like Eric Bowman no. pulled up the numbers today, and they might have the second highest number of research and development employees. So overall, just a complete tornado when I think all of us were expecting mealy mouth platitudes, and we'll see, we'll try to get better, we'll evaluate or whatever. And he kind of went yeah. scorched earth and made stuff up, which is the worst case scenario. Oh, it's it was it was worst case scenario for sure. And I'll, I'll tell you, um, it, it, it further just kind of it, it kind of emphasized that it might be time for that organization to to move in a different direction and get a new voice because it's 
I mean, he's been there a long time and Theo Epstein had a very strong rule of the, it's a 10 year rule of not being in a single place more than 10 years, just because it can get stale. You can, um, ideas won't be flowing as much. And I, I think that organization, if next year looks a lot like this year really needs to consider some really tough decisions. And that would include Brian Cashman. That would include Aaron Boone. And you got to imagine that Yankees job uh, would be extremely coveted. There would be probably be, it would, I wonder if it could end up being a situation similar to what um, happened here with um, council and the Cubs, where they end up hiring somebody um, from like a top job in the front office for that, for that position. Cause it's extreme. It would be extremely coveted. Um, but I'll tell like just sticking with the present, that was about as bad of a press conference as you could have possibly imagined. And, and that was something that even in the moment I, I, I realized I was listening and watching a press conference that will be talked about for probably the next 10 plus years. It was truly stunning. An iconic moment that none of us expected. I think speaking for Yankee fans, I think most of us would be pretty excited if Brian Cashman got David Rost, if he woke up one morning and just couldn't get into his office and then Twitter was like, eh, sorry, you know, Matt Clentak took your job or whatever. I think that'd be pretty fun. Uh, but either way, not in a great headspace. And Hal Steinbrenner didn't give anybody any confidence either. So uh, it might be nice doing a whole year of the Baseball Insiders where we don't really have to talk about the Yankees because it's like, I don't know, we don't usually do segments on the 21st team on the power rankings. Maybe we just don't have to talk about it. It might be fun. Yeah, I mean, it might be. Hey, I'll tell you, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. It's, there's, I mean, th- just think, like, typically, like, at this point, we're talking about, I mean, the Dodgers, we're talking about, I mean, a lot of these other different teams, but I mean, obviously the Yankees are a big market team. I don't get me wrong, but we started this talking about the Cubs. We've started talking about the Brewers, talking about some other small market teams, kind of crazy, but man, oh man, oh man. Um, that was, I mean, it was as far as like, there was never going to be any activity at the GM meetings. Like there was never going to be a big free agent signing or a big trade. There's never any of that, but um, there was plenty of fireworks here and that Cashman, that cash, those Cashman comments just really were just absolutely crazy. I, I can't get over it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, they're, I guess, not going to replace either Cashman or Boone yet. But we did get some manager carousel updates behind council. Vote to the Guardians. A move that I couldn't be more in love with. Ron Washington to the Angels. We have some questions asking if that means the Angels are going to be more active. I don't know, but a baseball lifer deserved another job. Certainly got it. It's going to be a great job. That's TBD, but he deserved a head job and he got one. Uh, the Astros job still up for grabs. Same with the Padres. So any updates on the yet unsettled managerial carousel? Yeah. To start with, uh, with the angels and Ron Washington, I thought that was a really strong hire. Um, and Ron Washington is about is about as, as respected of a coach as there is in baseball. And he's done wonders with the Atlanta Braves. And you talked to Braves people yesterday. Um, it, they were not hiding how big of a loss that was for that organization. And I don't necessarily know what that coaching staff is going to look like in 
in, in Anaheim. But I will say there's there's two things that stuck out in my head. One is Washington is he, he's tough. I mean, he's he's player friendly, but he's tough. And um, I wonder if he's going to end up being the guy that gets through to Anthony Rendon. And I think that I mean, that was probably something that the at least the organization thought about. I don't know. But um, if there's ever someone who's going to get through to um, to Rendon, I think it'll be Washington. Um, and I think it'll end up being a really good thing for that clubhouse, especially as they're, I think they're going to probably try to stay competitive. Um, cause I think if they're not, then Perry Manassian might be out of a job, um, before too long. Um, but I, I think that's probably something that's going to end up being on that organization's mind. And then also too is, so another part of me is this is just total speculation on my end. I have no information to back it up, but you see how the, um, the, the Rangers just won with Bruce Bochy and there's these other teams that have been successful with these, like these veteran managers. I wonder if Artie Moreno saw that and attempted to copy that model um, because he, it was clear that he preferred a candidate with previous managerial experience. He wanted someone with that kind of, with that kind of background I wondered if that influenced the search because at the end it seemed like it was um, it seemed like it was Showalter in Washington. And I, I think that that mystery candidate who I will tease did not have previous managerial experience. Um, it seemed like he was in it, but I wondered if that was more of a Perry option uh, than it was a than a than it was an Artie option. I'll, I don't I can't say the name, but I'll leave it at that. I have an idea, and it's the craziest idea I've ever had. So, Let's hear it. oh, you mm-hmm. want me to actually say it? I want you to say it. Yeah, Reggie Jackson. Nope. <laughs> okay, great. That's that's the name that kept <laughs> yeah. coming to mind because he's been he's been at all the Astros games. He's been talking front and center about how he wished he had more influence in the Yankees front office. It seems like he's angling for for a job he may never get, but I, I don't know. I, I'm thinking as crazy as possible. Yeah, I mean that it's it's not that crazy. I'll, I'll give you that. It, it was not that crazy, but um, it, it would it would have been a really interesting one. And I will say I've done some some background research on this person, and every single person that I have talked to agreed he will make a great manager one day. Um, and Sam Sports Talk, you're mentioning Tory Hunter or Darren Erstad. Nope. But great calls and potentially great calls. Managers. Because Tory Hunter actually called AJ Przinsky on the fall territory earlier and said he did interview for that job. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I mean, that's a, that's a great shout. And uh, um, boy, someone's asking about Carlos Beltran. It was not Beltran. Yeah, he's sticking with the Mets. I think they 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 just made an announcement, uh, Vivek, that he is going to stay as an advisor in the Stearns organization after previously working with Epler. Uh, hopefully we get that out at some point and we'll be able to uh, talk about the mystery team. Uh, got some time in the back end for questions here. Got some good ones too. Some teams we have not touched on. Um, let's go. I, let's go Ryan M first, because I think the Craig Breslow era with the Red Sox has started pretty quickly. And it, look, it doesn't take a Yale educated executive to know that the Red Sox need pitching, uh, so it's not like he broke new ground being like, uh, yeah, our pitching isn't very good. We're going to get more of it. But what are you thinking here? Uh, do they Are they active in the free agent market? Do they have some creative stuff lined up? Because they're going to need two or maybe three starters if they actually intend to take that leap again. 
Yeah, I, I think that's certainly going to end up being something that they're going to have to explore is is adding at least that many at that many arms. And I wondered if considering his pitching development background, I wondered if if they can end up taking some flyers on some high upside guys uh, on some short term deals in hopes of um, maximizing their value. Um, I, I think it's certainly possible. Um, I don't think. Like I see people still connecting them to Shohei Otani. I just don't think that's going to end up being the case there. I could be totally wrong. That's not like information based. That's just my own speculation. Um, but I also think it was really interesting, and I think it came from Rob Bradford, who is a really good, um, a really really good writer there in Boston, who said that the Yankees and Red Sox have been talking, or they've had interest in about a Glaber Torres for Alex Verdugo swap. Mm-hmm. I have not heard that myself, but. Uh, his connections there are very good. So I'm inclined to believe him for sure. Um, I think that would certainly be a really interesting one. And yeah, that's, I think that's between that potential move and adding a starter or two or three is certainly going to be their problem or their priorities this winter. That trade would be uh, that trade would be hell on earth. I think you have to get them to kick a prospect into Verdugo. If you're going to do that, both are in their last year. Uh, and Glaber Torres is a better baseball player, so please. Oh yeah, I don't think it would be a one for one swap. I think that was a good shot by you and Scott F up there. I, yeah. I don't think it would be a one for one swap. Better not be. It's really bumming me out to even think about the possibility, though. Um, shout out to a couple new members during this show, uh, Damian. You joined, and Dalton E. You also joined us on the Discord. Anybody can. If we do not get to your question today, it'd be a great spot to join the members only Discord. Uh, sign up for a YouTube membership and then come see us there. Ask a question between shows. But we're going to do a couple of more before we sign off. Um, I want to hit Vivek's question about Reese Hoskins being this year's potential Cody Bellinger because I tweeted that last night. I foresee a big 2024 from Reese Hoskins. Uh, and while he is not a center fielder, left fielder, out, you know, athletic outfielder, he's not going to get the same amount of money Bellinger does. You can take 80 million or whatever off the contract. But I do feel like Hoskins is going to take a one-year bounce back somewhere and absolutely kill it and be a hot name next offseason. And like Vivek said, the Cubs do make some sense here. I was talking to our old friend, obviously, a burner who uh, now watches on tape delay, but he was thinking about the Rays. I, I like that, too. I, I don't know what we're thinking about with Hoskins, who the Phillies officially said, Bryce Harper's our first baseman, goodbye to yesterday. Yeah, and so I, I have – I have some info on this one. Uh, I'm glad that you asked this. And it is, I, I think a one-year deal for him makes a whole lot of sense. And I think the Cubs make plenty of sense as well as a team that um, could, if they don't re-sign Cody Bellinger, could replace him with a guy like Reese Hoskins in that lineup. And it could end up being a really good fit there and, and have a similar impact in that lineup. Another team that I think makes a lot of sense for Reese Hoskins is the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I think that is one – I don't know if they've talked to his agent quite yet, but I think that is a fit that we're going to be hearing more about as the winter goes on and certainly is going to be one to watch. And actually, that reminds me. Here is one thing I wanted to say from the GM meetings is you hear about team so-and-so meeting with the agent for so-and-so player. Like at least – like. Thousands of those conversations happen at the GM meetings. Um, I would not read in any reports there whatsoever. Like that is just like not, there's nothing that's close. There's nothing that's cooking. 
Um, it's just teams figuring out what's out there and agents seeing what's out there in terms of what teams are going to be interested in and what their player and whatever player they represent. I know there's been plenty of reports just saying, don't read too much into those quite yet. This is the, uh, the tire kicking season. It's the feeling out season. Um, there's nothing cooking. Um, yeah, I just want to make sure that's out there. Cause I know I was getting plenty of questions from people. They were asking if it was, uh, after like, I don't know, a John Morosi tweet, they were asking if it's close and I'm like, they're just seeing what's out there. That's all it is. So just, I want to leave it at that. There, there we go. Wasn't I mean, Matt Chapman was there, right? That got reported like walking around talking to people, right? It doesn't mean anything's close, but it, it's a good proactive move for athletes to show up to the GM meetings. Oh, 100%. And I'll, I'll tell you like Chapman actually did stop to talk to Bob Melvin and I fully expect the giants to be in on Chapman this off season. I also think another fit there could be the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, so those could be two teams to watch there. There's also, and I don't think this has been reported at all. Um, I mean, when I say reported, it's, I don't know. I don't know necessarily what it means, but another player that was at the GM meetings was Corbin Burns. He is, uh, I, I walked right by him and he and I said, what's up? Cause we know each other from Milwaukee. And I'm, I was thinking to myself, what are you like, what is he doing here? I didn't have enough time to ask him, but I thought that was interesting. And I, I should put a caveat there that he lives in Arizona in the off season. So probably shouldn't read too much into it, but things that make you go, Hmm, like what is going on? Yeah. I thought you were, I thought you were going to caveat. I, sh- I should say that Corbin Burns lives in the hotel where the GM meetings were. I was like, Oh, okay. Can you imagine? He's just getting a continental breakfast, but it's, it's good to know. Yeah, it is good to know. And by the way, I should put it on the rec- uh, put on the record. He was smiling. He seemed like he was in a good mood. Um, but I will tell you, there is I didn't like I didn't talk to Burns about council at all. But there was I know there was plenty of other people with that team, players, coaches, front office people who were genuinely stunned by that news of council. Like I cannot emphasize that enough. That came as a major shock, and I don't know how many people saw that coming in that organization. Probably one. Got to imagine it was probably Pat Murphy because. Uh, Murph and, and Council are really close uh, from the time. I mean, they've spent basically like 30 years together. So, I mean, that's like father-son kind of relationship right there. Um, I, yeah. Crazy. I mean, you, you want to talk about, though, like the Brian Cashman press conference. You're sitting there knowing, like, we're going to be remembering this for 10 years. I'm going to be remembering the Rosenthal tweet that said that Council was going to a currently occupied job forever. I will never forget the wild swing of emotions that accompanied that. Cause that just hadn't crossed my mind for even one second. No, me neither. Like genuinely did not cross my mind at all. And I know there was a lot of people that were surprised by it. And I would guarantee that council is going to be asked about it. Um, and uh, what was it? All right. Well, I, <laughs> getting good texts. So we love that. But yeah, I know there's a lot of people surprised by it. And I'm sure he's going to end up being asked about it at the press conference, like the optics of it and how we ended up going to a job that was already taken. It's going to be a lot of interesting questions in that. But I, I will tell you this um, in my conversations at the GM meetings, everything that I heard suggested that it was this is a really difficult decision for counsel. And he is he took that responsibility and like managing his hometown team very seriously. And this was a really difficult decision for him. And it was just, it took a lot out of him. Uh, it was, it was a range of different emotions. It was, um, 
it was sad. It was happy. It was like, he was crying. It was a lot of different stuff. I felt genuinely feel bad for him. Cause it's like, I mean, I, I guess you can't feel bad. He's making 40 million bucks now, but um, the human element of this was really difficult for council. And um, he did not make that decision lightly at all. I am going to combine one more question before we sign off. Uh, combine Damien's and Justin's earlier because they're both Otani related. Damien wondering if sort of Otani's going to control this market, hold things up in the same way that Judge sort of did last year. And Justin, who was not really inspired by Brandon Gomes and company, are sort of wondering, people are still polling executives who say the Dodgers are the favorites. Um, we talked earlier in the show about, hey, the Dodgers might be a team that needs two starters. Um, so I guess two-parter, uh, is Otani going to dictate the market here? And two, are the Dodgers planning for life with and without Otani right now? Um, I don't think Otani is going to hold up the market. I really don't. Uh, it might for certain teams for sure, but there's going to like there's only a limited amount of teams that can, can be in on Shohei because then we're talking a contract that's going to be five to six hundred million dollars, and he's uh, I, I wouldn't like a like for the Dodgers and for. I mean, possibly the Giants, possibly like the, the Cubs, possibly the Rangers, uh, a bunch of these teams that, that could delay things. But there's so many other players that are going to be highly coveted around the league that I think um, for most of these teams, it's, it's not going to be Otani or Bust or anything like that. I think it's going to end up being a pretty active market, especially on the starting pitching market. And yeah, I it wouldn't surprise me. Like I don't expect anything to happen in the next two weeks, but or maybe the next week or so, but it could end up getting kickstarted earlier than expected. Um, that's at least the impression I got at the GM meetings. We'll see, but uh, the need for starting pitching is very real. And I think that's certainly something that uh, we're going to be hearing about a lot. And I mean, a lot this winter. Well, we're less than a month away from the winter meetings. We got Turkey day tucked in between, but this thing moves fast. We got a whirlwind to deal with. Thank you for your questions. Everybody come back and join us next week. 3.30 Eastern time on the Baseball Insiders, also on all podcast platforms after the stream is over. Subscribe to the channel, set those alerts because we're going to be going live with bombs like today every time we go live. So uh, don't worry about it. There's always going to be new info disseminated on the show as well as in the Discord. Psyched to have some people join up during the show. Been really active lately. Uh, so keep that coming for sure. And answer. we'll have your questions answered there as well. Uh, Bet365, today's sponsor, Baseball In, the code for new users. Been on the screen the whole time. But if you are a new user of Bet365, you want to create an account, no better time than the present. Get your baseball futures in. Bet against the Yankees 162 times next year. You'll probably come out on top. Uh, I am Adam Weinrib. Robert, thank you for joining me. Thanks for joining all of us today after a crazy week where you somehow managed to stay healthy. Uh, despite Corbin Burns poisoning the food in the hotel that he lived in. <laughs> he, he did not poison the food. He did not poison the food. But uh, I appreciate you having me. I appreciate uh, everyone for tuning in to the Baseball Insiders here. I highly recommend, as I said, joining the Discord. Be dropping a lot of real-time info in there. Uh, keeping the conversation going, as always. But, um, yeah, we will see you next week, hopefully with some more news to report. And hopefully by that time I am able to drop – um, I'm able to drop that mystery candidate who was with the angel or who was a candidate with the angels. I will actually, I'll, I'll give you this. This is further incentive 
to join the Discord. I will drop the mystery candidate in the Discord before I tweet it. So there you go. That's uh, that's the further incentive to join it. So there you go. Well, there you go. And it's not Reggie Jackson. So there, there nope. you go on that as well. Nope. And I will say he was not mentioned at all in the chat here. That much I will say. Um, I'll leave it at that. I can't wait. I don't know. I'm in, I'm in the dark on this like everybody else. So we'll uh, when we get it, we'll let you know. And I, I can't wait to find out. Yeah, I, I can't wait to drop it because I've been wanting to. I want. I've been wanting to ever since I found out. And I know it's real. I know it's 100 right. Um, but I guess we'll see. But Adam Weiner, I appreciate you. Everyone in the comments, I appreciate you too. Joanne producing this podcast, I appreciate you too. We appreciate you, yes. and we'll see you next week. Appreciate you all. Bunch of killers in the comments. Great show packed with info. Uh, if you missed it live, listen back. You won't regret it. Until next time, for Robert Murray, I'm Adam Weiner. We'll see you right back here.